Hello, everybody, and welcome to the New Artist Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Origin Cross, and I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you listen before, you know what we're here to do. We're here to interview some of the best, freshest artists from the New Artist Spotlight family playlist. And today we have a guest that I am very excited to have on. Let me introduce you guys, Mr. Kyle M. Watson. What's up? Hey, what's going on? How's it going? How you been? Man, I've been good. I've been good. I've been good. Good, good. Uh, yeah, man, you? Can't complain. Just keeping busy trying to stay out of trouble. <laughs> Sir, I feel it. Or you could complain, but what would that solve? Nothing. Yeah, we've done this one time before. Um, we're going to do it right this time. Better this time. So, mm-hmm. Andres, sorry, community. Sorry, because this was definitely a dope interview. Um, one of my favorites. So, a little backstory on how this even got set up in the first place, right? So, yeah. Wilco and I were out of guests, basically, for people that we kind of already had lined up. We were thinking, like, all right, who else can we get on the show? Who else would be good? And I'm like, I really want some people that are like, that are like I really, really like, like their music. And yeah. with our list being so big, it's kind of hard to hear everything that's on there, right? Mm. So I said, you know what? I'm going to look at the, the Apple Music playlist and because right. it's shorter. And I thought, Took a listen to it. I went through, and it's pretty much criminal. But at the bottom of that list, I came across an artist named Kyle M. Watson, who immediately I had not heard of before. And I don't know why you're at the bottom of that list, because like, why did I have to wait that long to find you? Right? Ended up finding exactly. So I ended up finding like a few a few artists. Yeah. uh, I came up with a top five, number one right here. And I sent them to Wilco, like, get these people on the show. The guest that you seen last last week was mm-hmm. on that list. Top pick right here for me personally. We got some other ones we got to reach out and get on. And, yeah, I mean, before that, we had followed each other on TikTok. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got, you followed me, and we had the... New artist spotlight artists in common and yeah back and we were like interacting under each other's posts and things like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but I know he's a part of the New Artist Spotlight. So right. I follow him. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like um everyone's telling me, oh, you got to get on TikTok, you know, if you want to get your music out there, try the whole TikTok thing. Like I've been struggling with this whole social media thing because the whole thing is kind of new to me um and i know that it's important because everyone that we know that's big either made it through being discovered on tiktok or some sort some sort of social media so i was like okay well let me let me give it a shot and i know some of the folks that i already followed were on um, new uh, new artist spotlight. So they just suggested a whole bunch of people, and I'm like, okay, th- this name sounds familiar. That name sounds familiar, and I just start clicking, and I'm like, okay, let me let me try to interact because you know, which we, we we're trying to do this whole artist thing and having a nine to five. Sometimes it's hard to do the the social content thing, you know. 
So it's like you got to, and I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, trying to find time to come up with content to post. I haven't actually posted in a long time because I don't know if it's like the creativity is just not there. I've just been posting like, you know, like generic stuff. Like I had a single that just came out. So I've just been posting that and hoping that it does something. But, you know, I've been really trying to keep up on this new, this new wave of entertainment and this new wave of connecting with, with potential fans and stuff like that. But yeah, as far as why my music is where it is, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, but um, I joined, I want to say a few months ago, a few months ago. So, you know, I, I still consider myself fairly, fairly new, but from what I've seen so far, it's been a really good atmosphere uh, overall. Everyone that I've uh, interacted with, whether it be TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram, has been really supportive. And it's really hard, even in this day and age, to find um, a group of people that are actually genuinely enough, genuine enough, sorry, to actually like give feedback, give uh, positive feedback, be encouraging. So, so far, I... I'm feeling you guys over at a uh, new artist spotlight, you know? Hey, y'all, y'all are not too bad. Not not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Yes, sir. We come back to that. But uh, first off, let's, let's talk about, for anybody who isn't familiar with your music, who are you? How did you get started? What kind of music do you make? Give us an a introduction to, yeah. to you as an artist. Yeah. Well, my name is Kyle M. Watson. I put the M there because coming to find out there's like a million and one Kyle Watsons out there. So I had to stick the M in there to make sure I differentiate myself from all the others. And it seems all of them are doing music as well. Um, I'm originally from Barbados, born and raised. I've been singing from, I want to say the age of 11. And I was singing in church primarily. and as far as my um, music, I consider myself an R&B artist. Um, and my first recording um, project was late to uh, 2019 into the early 2000s, because early, I'm oh, sorry, early 2020, because uh, that's when my first single was actually released. Uh, and it was called It's You. It was my first project. Um, I've been talking about it for years, talking about it with coworkers and friends and, you know, saying, you know, I want to record something. And I, 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 I've been always kind of nervous about doing it because it was something that I've never done before. Uh, I'm accustomed to singing in choirs and singing in, you know, that kind of setting. But to actually step in a booth, have all these equipment around you and recording stuff. It's a different atmosphere, especially seeing as you're doing all the background vocals and everything yourself. It is. It, it was. Um, it was. A, it was very intimidating at first. But I linked up with some cool people at the studio called Stronger Bond, and they were really supportive of me as well. And they kind of walked me through everything, seeing it was my first time. Telling me, "Hey, look, a lot of people that come in, they make the big mistake of." being too set in what they want, which could be a good thing. It's because it's good coming in 
knowing what you want, you know, what you want to get out of this. But as far as the creative process is concerned, you know, it might change, you know. So they were they were kind enough to kind of give me that heads up so that when I get started, I don't get frustrated. So with that being said, I went in. Um, I, I finished some of the song actually as I was in the studio, and it's you was it's you was created. It was my first. It was a it's a holiday love song, you know, and it was uh, one of my proudest moments, I should say, because it was my very first project. It was um, uh, an eye opener for me because after completing that, I was like, wow. It was intimidating in the sense that I felt like if I set the bar high for myself, because I said, okay, so what do I do next? Because I wasn't expecting, not to say that I'm like bad, but I I really honestly wasn't expecting this first attempt to be this good. You know, if if that makes sense. It's like No, that makes a lot okay. of sense. I was like, okay, this this might be something that's possible for me, especially coming from a place where you didn't really feel it was possible mm-hmm. and every and it was just a thought all of this was just a thought a dream a daydream whatever have you and had i not made that first step because you know a lot of us we we got a lot of potential you know but we just sit on it <laughs> worrying about the what ifs and, and stuff like that yeah and, what if it doesn't come out right what if it's not what i want it to be what if yeah it where i want it to go Right. The, you, you, you get trapped in the what ifs and the what ifs actually stop you from doing it. So I had one last conversation. I was like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? It sounds bad. Okay. <laughs> Even if it sounds like trash, it's fine. So that was a good experience for me. And it kind of led me on a path. Um, I was like, okay, I think I can pursue music or at least do something that I love it's creative and as you're on this journey of creativity you're going to come into contact with other creatives and then you just build from there yeah definitely definitely I feel what you're saying so with the issue that was uh your first song it came out really really good and I don't think you've disappointed since that one but one interesting thing that you do have is the you have like a dance remix of It's You. I did, yeah, I did. How did that how did that come about? I was, <laughs> okay. So this was so random. Um I was sitting at work and it was around that time where it was like, okay, so I just I released It's You. I've been trying to promote the original. And but at that time it's almost like the creative writing had kind of gone cold. So it was at that point now I'm, I'm trying to scramble to try to figure out what's the next thing. So I was like, you know, I feel like doing something with, with um, It's You would buy me that time. Because I, I, I wasn't able to, for whatever reason, write anything creatively. Every, I was still kind of fresh in the game as far as writing and coming up with ideas. So I was like, you know what? I've heard a lot of R&B songs back in the day with these dance remixes. Uh, may it be uh, 
Deborah Cox, how, how did you get here? Uh, how I don't know how many Whitney Houston songs they took and turned into <laughs> to dance mixes, right? But you know, it's like I've, I've I've seen and I've heard that done before, so I was like, you know what? That would be a good idea. That would be a good idea. So I just reached out and said, hey, what if we did a dance mix to this? And again, something that I wasn't really sure about, but I decided just to go for it. It turned out really well. Not only that, people, a lot of people were, they were really excited about how the whole thing makes it such a different song all together, right? Because you have you have the traditional R&B version of it. Right. And then you have this, this, like this club house mix situation. And it's almost like it's a whole different song altogether, which is good because, you know, as artists, we try to reinvent ourselves and we try to um, give our fans something new, right? So I felt like that was a good way to, to do something new. And a lot of people say, he was like, yo, this really slaps. So I was like, well, well, I'm glad you liked it. Cause I was, again, this is one of those situations. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just stepping out on a limb, but it was really good. And I was like, I can hear this at a, a you know, a holiday party. Cause around that time, people going to be partying anywhere. You know, people going to have, the, the holiday parties, you could even play it at your, your you know, uh, New Year's Eve party kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. just, I try to like envision where I can hear this song being played, that it would, that it would fit, you know? So I was really happy with that as well. And yeah, it came out really good. And um, I remember I even asked he, you, I'm like, did you have to re-sing the vocals or is it the same vocals? And nah. Same vocal, so it was cool how they got the how they brought that energy out of the vocal and really made it right, right. Fit that vibe. The only the only thing that we did was there are certain parts that we took out. So in this case, it was good because in this particular situation, it's almost like you had too much material to work from, and it's always good to have too much than too little. So the only thing I had to do was um, there were certain parts that sounded good in the in the original, but it didn't sound as good in the dad's mix. So it's like we took those parts out and had like one particular part repeated and 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 then just made it fit. And it came to and it came together, I think, beautifully. Yeah. You know? it, it really was uh it it really well done. It yeah, it was then. So shout out, shout out to Anthony at Stronger Bond, because let me tell you. <laughs> He he mixes his face off. <laughs> yeah. When I tell you that man could mix. So I know you said it's you was your first, and now you are on your third like official song, or my third or fourth. Yeah. Well, right now I'm on my fourth because mm. I had a I had a um I had a song that came out in May May 13th, which was I'm ready. Which is, you know, back to back to the back to the R and B roots, and um, that that one was kind of fun because, you know, just what I've noticed is, sound songs that are, I don't want to say insignificant, but you know, the, you know, there's the songs that you write that are like fun, right? So they're like come easier, and then there are the songs that go a little 
deep and they're harder to write for obvious reasons, you know, vulnerability and all that. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm ready was such a fun song. It, it, it was um, I was walking uh, walking to the train station on my way to work, and I was just listening to the track in, on my way, and and then it just came to me. So I you know pulled out my phone, my voice notes, and started singing. So you could see me like singing in the streets because yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me get this now because by you the time I get to work, I I will forget. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me let me just jot this down. And then when I came home, I was like, okay, so what what can I what can I say? So that's when the oh na 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 that's where that's what I got first, right? So mm-hmm. it's was, it was like I got the chorus first. So I was like, okay, I got that. So let okay, so what are we gonna say? So I was like, okay, so this is your regular R&B song talking about love, talking about you know adult situations. So, so I was like, okay, so let's let's put a concept together. It was like everybody could relate to that one time. They had like a little fling coming over, and they were a little excited. So, and then you know, I'm I'm not too proud to say sometimes you get too excited to be like, you're like, yo, where you at? Cause you know you exci- you excited, right? Mm-hmm. So 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 that's why the first line says, you know, I've been waiting for you for your call. You better be on your way, cause like, you know. And there's some things that weren't said in the song, cause it's like leave it up to your imagination, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, just imagine you're talking, texting, whatever, all day, and you're talking that you're talking that. That's tough. That that right. That, that grown folk talk. Yes, sir. <laughs> you 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 talking that that talk, right? And now, so now you now you got me all excited. So it's almost like I'm ready for you to show me all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Back up what you said. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much what the song is about, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then there was a part where it just it just made sense and. I referenced um, the R&B group Silk. And they have a song, I think it's called Freak You or Freak Me. And they that they had the part, um, I want to lick you up and down. Mm-hmm. So I was like, a lot of people know that because it's like, yeah. And it just, it just made sense. It just made sense. And I got excited because it's like, this is what, you know, this is what real people go through. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a fun way. In a fun way. Yeah. So, yeah. so would you say that's how you typically approach writing a song, or like, is it is that one kind of different? Like, how do you usually go about it? Is it similar? Well, I yeah. Usually the chorus comes first, or mm-hmm. so, yeah, or yeah, the chorus comes first. It goes based on on the feeling too, you know. So, like, um, originally when I started listening to the the, the track, I was trying to write a different kind of song but it just wasn't it wasn't clicking you know so i was like you know what let me let me just relax and not be too serious Mm. and just let whatever so you know a lot of people do this too where they um they mumble through it yeah yeah so it's like you know yeah 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 so Mm. right so that's part of it too so when i when i heard like the basic so okay, let me record that because that might be helpful later. And then, 
you know, sometimes with music, music can be so interesting and a little finicky these days. It's like you want to keep the attention span of your listener. Mm. So, you know, you don't want to put too much. Because I have a I have an issue where sometimes um, my material can get too wordy. Yeah. Right. Same. So so it's like, OK, I don't I don't want to I don't want to bore you. <laughs> and then you want them to sing along or something that they can sing along too. So it's like, I got to think about that. So I was like, oh, na na, <laughs> You can't really get any more simple than, oh, na 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 na. It gets stuck, you know? So then then you, then you I go, okay, now that we have a, a kind of basis, now what's the topic going to be? And so, so, yeah, so that's usually my um, process for the most part. Every now and then, it might change. Sometimes, if I have, if I already have a concept, like if I have something I want to talk about, mm-hmm. then a verse might come first because I look at a song as being a conversation, right? Right. So, so I'm ready was actually done a little different than my latest single, "What Now," triggered. Because whereas I'm ready, the hook which just came out this week. With yes, last week when it's, when it's aired. La- this week, la- yeah, because this would be a this week would be a full week. Um, so where I'm ready was like you got your hook, you got your chorus, and then you go back and figure out what you want to talk about. I'm ready was I mean uh, what now was almost like I kind of know what I'm going to talk about because. Um, I had this loop playing in the background and it was like, I could turn this into a breakup song. This could be a breakup song, you know? So I already kind of had, and it came a little bit from personal experience as well, which all songs, all musicians can relate where even if you're not singing about something that happened to you personally, you either wrote about something that you witnessed or somebody else went through, you know? So it's like, okay. And the first few words that came to me was, what do we do now? And then you kind of envision, okay, this is a conversation between two people, right? Mm -hmm. And like, think about it this way. You've been together for like a good few years, like to the point, this is one of those relationships where you've been in it so long, you're thinking about, okay, what's our next step as a couple, right? But then all of a sudden, you got one person in the relationship being like, yeah, I don't think I can do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now you start like, like, are you serious? So that's that's the whole feeling of the song. Like, you've got to be kidding me. We've been together for this many years. Like, at what point did you know or did you feel like you didn't want to do this? Right. So then you so then you think about the, the conversation or the argument like, okay, so what about all the stuff that we talked about, all the stuff that we wanted to do together? What what happens to all of that? You know? Like it's a question that you ask, but it's like more of a question to the other person, like, do you see how much of a waste this is? You know? So I get you. so 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 for that, that's how that song came. Because I already had the topic. I, I kind of already knew what I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. you know. But then, you know, then 
coming up with uh, what the chorus was going to be. The chorus took like two transformations because at first, again, it, it was going to be really wordy, <laughs> but it was going to have something at the end that would be catchy. So then when we got to the studio, I told the engineer, I was like, okay, so here's what I got. And here's another thing. Whether you record yourself or you go somewhere, like, even if you have, and I feel like if I heard someone say this before, even if you have, like, a little bit, start working on it and everything else will come together. Because, believe it or not, I started working on What Now? When I look at the date, back in April of this year. Uh-huh. And I've just been... I've just been sitting on a verse and a, and a, a pre-chorus this entire time. And I was like, you know what? Let me just get this out. Let me just get it out. If, if anything, I'll write what needs to be written, you know, as, as it goes along, as we put it together. Mm-hmm. So I, leading up to this session, you know, I started just writing down general stuff as if I was having a conversation with someone else, Right. And then I was like, okay, we get to the studio, we start putting the beat together. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is actually taking a lot. It's coming together a lot quicker than I anticipated it because I only came with a loop that I got from uh, the Logic um, software that I use and whatever I had written, whatever I had um, for, for reference. So as he started putting the music together, I was like, um, okay, so this very wordy, this very wordy um, chorus is now going to become a second verse. And that part that I had, that if you've heard it yet, that part that's repetitious, I was like, I'm going to just make that the chorus and call it a day. Mm-hmm. It's, something that, it's, some, it's something that people would remember after they finish listening to it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so one thing you said was, and I don't know if this was intentional or, or not, but you said mm-hmm. um, the chorus and then you said the hook. You said them as two separate things. Was that, was that intentional or was that, because depending on who you ask and how you look at it, those can be two totally yeah. different things. Yeah, because, so, the because the the original chorus became the second verse because i realized that when um we were putting the the instrumentals and stuff together it would not have worked because mm. it was it was too wordy mm. i was like okay nice <laughs> i think i think you said that when you were talking about uh one of your first two songs when you when you said yeah. the chorus and the hook thing i just it just kind of was in my head to bring back up yeah yeah cuz it's like but it's good to have, again, it's good to have, like, more material mm-hmm. than not. Because then you can pull and maneuver and, and, and put stuff different places that, where it would fit, you know? And I've tried, to get in, I've tried to get into that habit because sometimes I would start a song and then um, I would get to a certain point and then don't know where to go after, right? right? So then, based on what the song is, I'll just keep writing down ideas, mm-hmm. right? So that when it comes to putting it all together, then at some 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 way somehow all those uh, all that little bit of source material becomes relevant at some point. 
Right. You know, so got to, we got the, we got the track to a place where we can start a demo. So we started singing through and I said, okay, okay. And then what, whatever the chorus, um, the second verse now, I just expanded, added a little, uh, two more lines to it to make it a full chorus. But then <laughs> we're thinking about the end now. So I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, so you should write a bridge. And I'm like, uh, okay, I haven't gotten that far yet. Mm. So I was like, okay, bridge. What do we do? Well, again, what do I say? So we even have a, we even had a like, conversation. Okay, so the first verse, you kind of, you're voicing your frustrations, all right? In the second verse, you're still angry, but, you know, you still, you're coming to the realization you know, I'm I'm pissed, but it's like there's really nothing I can do about a situation. I kind of wish I wasn't in this situation, but mm-hmm. here we are, you know. So then the bridge would kind of bring it all in, because now you're looking for you know what's the resolution? That's the word he used. So it was like so now you got to bring the song to a resolution. So as he was working on the track and tighten it up. Then I heard the bridge come in because I knew it kind of had to be big as well because of the, the way how the track was set up and everything. It had to be it had to be big. So I was like, well, I I, I guess I'm going to move on now. It's, you know, there's like the stuff that I thought the stuff that I thought we had. Clearly, I was wrong. But, you know, I'll be I'll be fine. I'll be OK. I'll be OK. No. But you got me triggered. But you got me triggered. Right. <laughs> and, and you could, you could, you could take out triggered with, and you could, you know, put in whatever. Mm, you, know, you, mm. you know, you got me. Other stuff. You got me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the, the, <laughs> the reason I bring up the the uh, the hook versus the the chorus kind of question is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. talking with Wilco, who again tw- twice he's missed this interview, but. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people view the hook and the chorus as the same thing, and then other people view the hook as whatever oh, it is yeah. that you listen to that gets stuck in your head, and the chorus yeah, is just the part yeah. that repeats, right? So some people yeah. say the hook can be like maybe like there's maybe there's one line that you say at the end of all your verses that's always memorable, and that's the hook. Right. And then right. the chorus is the part that repeats throughout the song. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm always interested in the way people look at it, or, or yeah, know, they can be wanting the same, or they can oh, do different things. Okay, yeah, because I've I've also had that question, and like um, when you listen to, like my I guess my opinion of a hook would be like what you said. It's that thing that's catchy, that and it's usually repeated. So it's either like like uh, one word <laughs> or, or something, but it's short. Some choruses have more words. And then in this situation, in this particular song, the way how I labeled it, it's like you have the first verse, the pre-hook. I feel like they could be one of the same. The pre-hook or the Mm pre-chorus. So that's like something that happens before the chorus or the hook. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's that's how this song was structured. So... I feel like the ho- the hook and the chorus can be, and I'm sure the 
the the the the music gurus out there can correct us and and enlighten us mm-hmm. <laughs> on what on what it is. But I feel like they could be the same. Yeah, they're kind of the same because it's something that happens more than once in the song. I think most people would agree that they can be the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think people also say that like they can be, but they don't have to be. It's pretty much what that what that comes back. To yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those terms, chorus yeah. hook. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like, you know, people view, have different definitions, use them interchangeably yeah. type of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing you said that I definitely kind of, I feel on a on a personal level is sometimes you can be too wordy because I am the, I am the rapper that was at one point known for over rapping. So everything... Mm-hmm from a young origin that you would hear would just be lyrical miracle for the whole first verse. The chorus mm. would be another, it, 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 it would be the chorus, it would be repeated, that it, I'm just still rapping, just straight rapping straight through, mm. maybe a little slower or just with a different type of energy. Right. Second verse, rapidly rap all the way through. <laughs> Bring that hook back in. If I got a bridge, it's a rapidly rap bridge. Third mm. verse, rapidly rap all the way through. And so I guess people would listen and already at the time the quality wasn't great. So now they're just listening to me just wrap their ears off mm. for right, three right, verses, right. three hooks, a bridge, intro and an outro, just mm. straight bars. From for four minutes, which yeah. definitely I guess get tedious to a listener because um, they want to listen to music, right? Like they wanna... right, right, right. So, and now that you mentioned that, it's like okay, so rapping versus singing. So I think the concepts are the same, mm-hmm. right? As far as like if you listen to your if you have to be original, but if you listen to your favorite artist, right? Or whoever you consider to be the great, greatest rapper. It's almost like you have to think along the same lines because you like them for a reason. You you understood everything that they were saying. You know, it was rhythmically pleasing to the ear, which made, and I feel like, okay, so I've heard a lot of, I've heard a lot of music, you know, especially from, independent artist that is um a little hard to listen to and it's hard to listen to because as someone that understands like I, you know you know if you have a, a a basic understanding of how music works and you you listen you listen to music a certain way right so it's like is, is it melodic then if the melody is off it's hard to listen to the words Right. And then if it's too wordy, then you have chaos. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's almost like sometimes simple is good. There's some people that like uh, like the the guys that can rap really quick, but make it so cool. Like the Twisters and the the M&Ms and the Busta Rhymes and Technology. Yeah. All those people that can rap quick. But and it's like. I know they use this word a lot, 
when it comes to rapping, but like cadences. Mm-hmm. And, and like, <clears throat> and I know with the R&B world, we kind of dipped in with this new age R&B, we kind of dipped into that kind of, the kind of thing where it's not, you're not singing. It's so, so it's almost like you're rapping certain parts, but it's, it's like very on the beat on. And it's very like, it has to be within this space. Yeah. And I've heard, and I've heard so many people like when it comes to over, over uh, the over singing or over rapping, like too much, too much words. It's like, I understand you got a lot to say. You got a lot to say, but then you got to come, you got to craft it in such a way that it fits the beat that you're singing to. Because it's like, you, you can't fit 10 words. You can't fit all the words in one. And if you only got eight bars, you know, you, you got to, can't put yeah. all that in there. You, you got to make it you work, just, right? You got, you got, you got all, 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 right. For, rephrase it, make it, make it fit. Yeah. Make it fit but still make it make sense to what mm-hmm. you want us to get from it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, so that's that how I, I definitely struggle with a lot. Yeah. And like, I remember um, when it comes to the singing side of it, like my dad would always tell me, I was like, listen, anybody can sound good. Anybody could sound good, you know, but do, do you understand the words that you're singing? And this is in reference to, you know, singing other people's work, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, do you understand what you're singing? And then, of course, you have to think about the listener. And it's harder when it's somebody, if, if it's a popular song, like if I get up there and sing a Luther Vandross song, people are going to be like, okay, Luther Vandross, so this person, you know, could really sing, sing, you know, that kind of thing. And then if I get up there and do foolishness, it's like... Oh. Yeah, it's, it, that goes right. There's certain artists that you don't touch, but then there are certain artists that you don't, Unless you are on that level, you don't right. do it at all. Don't don't do it. Like don't you do can, it. Don't you do can. It. They're not off limits, mm-hmm. but they are only to be addressed yeah. by a certain crowd, a certain few and, people. And get and guess what? And guess what? This is for the singer singers too, because there's some. I've heard some people definitely over sing. And the riffs and the runs sound real good, but the song doesn't call for that. Yeah, it's too much. It, it's it's great that you can do that. So there's nothing against it's nothing against people that can do all the vocal ac- acrobatics. Nothing wrong with that. But does the song call for that, or or you do it in a way where it still gets the message across and still gives that person the overall feeling. So I feel like a lot of people out there, and this is a a question that I've asked myself. So I wonder why do some people get into music? Is it because they feel it could be like a a quick thing where they can get famous because somebody told them they were that good? Or do you really understand, do you really have a passion for music? Right. And and the way a way it makes you feel because there's if it's one thing I want people to take away from any of my music is one I am I consider myself R and B especially you know nineties early two thousands that's that's where I live and I own that <laughs> you know but if you hear my music I I want and people have said this where 
it reminds you of a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because because that means it made you feel something. It made you feel something. Whether it reminded you of another song or a song from that era, or even if it reminded you of a personal whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want my music to do that. I want my music to be understood. So I I feel like if I would stick to the storytelling of it, like make it a story, make it relatable, make it fun to listen to, you know, stuff like that, because that's that's important to music. Right. You know, you don't want to just hop on a beat and spit a few lines and you think you think you did something. And I was like, okay. I've listened to so many songs where I was like, okay, this song had potential. Even rap. And I'll tell you, I don't really listen to rap, but rap is music. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. it's the same thing. If I'm listening to rap, perfect example. So uh, <laughs> you have a song that usually gets stuck in my head every oh, time man. I hear it. <laughs> and I don't know where this is going, so... No, it's good because... It will, is that what's uh what's uh the come uh and you see even even that like i'm already like and the thing is is like my ear i can listen to anything on the list but there are certain songs that would stand out because it makes you feel something mm-hmm. right and when it comes to rapping too i like the 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 rap songs that have some sort of a message in it you know, everything has its place. I just like what I like because I don't want to claim to be, you know, into something that I'm not. <laughs> and I stay true to me. So there's certain people that um that are, stay true to you. Yeah, yeah. Stay true. I, stay true to you. I, let me say it again. Then stay true to. I gotta stay true to me. You know, because and and. Because I know a lot of people get a little touchy. It was like, oh, you don't listen to... What, what, nothing's wrong with it. Nothing's wrong with it. I just have to do it within my own little parameters. Because it, it, it's just, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. It's, it's, it's normal. I'm not, I'm not gangster. <laughs> I'm not street. I'm not any of that. I, so I won't pretend to be. But there are some songs that it resonate. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So... Uh, and there's this other um, there's this other artist that I listen to, and like he's more well says it in the name, modern poet poet, and his raps pretty much do that. It's poetry to rhythm, and and then he said so he says so much deep stuff that I can relate to, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like see see this is. This is what I'm talking about because this is something you you have to listen to it. And I feel like a lot of people, I don't know how people listen to music, but are they we not. actually listening? Are we listening to music no. anymore? We're listening to instrumentals. They yeah, are the I words mean, and the message are secondary at this point. And that's a so, thing that that you have to navigate as an artist who actually cares about what they're saying. Right, right. So, and I get it. Some people. I don't know. Maybe some people don't want to be in touch with their feelings all the time, <laughs> but sometimes you have to, you know, sometimes you have to listen to music that makes you stop and think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And maybe if that particular song in For You, that means it was probably about you. I don't know. That, 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 there's that listen, too. Listen, it, it fits where you are. But listen, so obviously you have a deep love for, for music and a deep understanding of music. Mm-hmm. So for you, like, what do you, what, what's your pinnacle? Like, what do you hope to achieve with your music? Like, where do you want to go? How big do you want to get? What's the goal? <laughs> I feel like if I'm still figuring that out, but I definitely want to continue. I would love to hear my music on the radio. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. As far as as far as the being famous, I, I don't care too much about that. Um, I just want to write good quality music that people could sit and think to and people could enjoy maybe, you know, every now and then dance to. I, it doesn't always have to be, you know, lovey-dovey or doom and gloom, you know, just good quality music that people could enjoy. You know, yeah. I want to leave, I want to leave a mark that when once I'm gone, people could say, you know that boy, that Kyle guy, he, he, he put some good music out there. Yeah. You know, he put some good, he put some good stuff out there. I mean, in the, in, in like I, I hear in so many posts, oh, R&B is not dead and this and that and the third. I was like, we say it, and a lot of people out there think it, but do we really, how many people actually care? Because it it feels like the masses want this, but they're saying, you know, they're saying on one hand, what happened to the this? You remember when, remember when R&B, the the, the guys used to, you know, sing in the rain, you know, you know, people, yeah, but do you really want that? You know, is that think, something that is still appreciated? I don't think it is, honestly. I, I think the yeah. artists that do it are the people that are still championing it, honestly. I think there's a yeah. fan base yeah. for it, but I don't think it's everybody that's saying mm-hmm. how you just said, right? I think yeah. it's, it's certain people that still want it, still listen to it. I don't yeah. even know if they're, wanna look, if they're looking for new music to add to that catalog songs that yeah. that criteria or if they just right. like what they liked and that's what they mm-hmm. want and then they want because to... yeah because does it stay with so if you say oh you know people don't do that anymore then are is it going to stay with the boys to men's is it going to stay with the brian mcknight's is it going to stay with the the kelly prices the the whitney houston's is it going to stay with you know is it going to stay with those guys is it okay if someone in 2022 <laughs> comes along and says, "Hey, let's uh, let's kind of make this a thing again." I remember when um somebody uh, messaged me and they would say, "Hey, I was listening to a bunch of songs and I guess I'm ready was in the mix of it." <clears throat> and he said he was just listening to music while he was doing work. And then my song came on and it's like he had to stop what he was doing and replay it. And I'm like, wow. So that means that this kind of music is still appreciated. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know what, what What term I heard? A lot of people just want to vibe now. Yeah. That, that, that's what I heard. About it. They don't want to have to get yeah. too involved with it. They want to let, let it play and right. feel a certain way. So, Based on so uh, so as long as it's a vibe, yeah. So, yeah. but hey, 
I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it it is what it is, and I feel like as as a like an R and B artist, which I'm I'm not, but I used to want to be. So I don't know. Um, as a, as an R and B artist, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, like it's a thing of making that type of R and B modernized, mm-hmm. but then yeah. it's like, what does the modern night? What is the what is the modernization of it do? To yeah. it, right. Like, does that modernization mm-hmm. automatically value it or water it down which might be the case i don't know because a lot of 2022 everything is watered down and devalued but i'm I'm sure there's a middle ground there's just a and then whoever hits that middle ground is just gonna blow with that time honestly yeah because i feel like you know i guess one way because like i'm ready i think it's modern as far as the the beat is concerned Mm -hmm. because the beat is part is kind of like that R&B and it gives you like that R&B trap kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like the modern aspect, but as far as the, um, the, the way how the song is put together, it's still of that time. Yeah. You know, the nineties. So, I mean, that could be one way you can modernize it, but you know, I tried to like listen to tank uh, and just to see how he does it because he seems to be pretty successful staying current <laughs> as far as our R&B is concerned. But, you know, it's possible. I, mean, I guess we just got to figure out. They're, they're the artists that are, that are still holding on. You say Tank, uh, Chris Brown, he's doing his real R&B versus mm-hmm. you know, him being more of a rapper type Chris Brown, Usher. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Their yeah. songs, like, they, they mm-hmm. keep... A community for R&B alive, I would say. Yeah. But, um, yeah, actually, speaking of Chris Brown, uh, when I listened to It's You, right, and you mm-hmm. uh, you said you wanted, like, your song to be able to give you that kind of, like, nostalgia, remind you of something. Okay, okay. Um, So, you know Chris Brown's version of uh, This Christmas? or This Christmas, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. There's a... Uh, there's like a part in that song that when you uh-huh. say how how and what you sing, it reminds me of Chris Brown's version of this yeah. Christmas. And I think that's a really dope thing. So I'll tell you, you, you're doing okay. what, you, what, you, what you're setting out to do. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's interesting? Because I always like to hear what other people got from it. And it just goes to show that I am so heavily influenced by that sort of music that it comes out effortlessly in the things I do. And there's a lot of songs that I didn't even know was wrapped up in that one song because, okay, so you mentioned the Chris Brown, the Chris Brown, um, this Christmas version. I was playing the chorus. Well, the chorus was playing in the background and uh, one of my friends heard it and says, you know that song, you know that part reminds me of? Um, and I don't know if you're familiar, there was, okay, there was this uh, girl group back in the day called Brownstone. If you know or don't know about them, don't worry about it. We, we right. Google it at, Google it afterwards. Uh, it depends on the song. You, it depends on the song, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, there's two, well, there's two songs that they had that were pretty popular. And... Um, it's uh, Grapevine, Grapevine, and um, Tory Lanez actually sampled one of their songs in his song. Uh, you can do more than just sing. 
Right. Right. So Brownstone. So look them up. Their harmonies are strong. So when that part, um, I'll sit here with you, your love will be an It's you. It, it kind of sounded like, um, I heard through the grapevine that you were doing too fine. So I hope that you feel much better. Yes, I do. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Mm. I didn't hear. I didn't hear it when I sang it, but like, it, it took somebody else to say, "Yo, that sounded like that." And I was like, ah. And then may he rest in peace. We just lost another great one a few days ago, uh, Jesse Powell. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a song called "You," and again. You don't know the influences on, until you sit back and listen to, your, to, to, the, to the material and you see how much of these influence, outside influences influence your own, your own work. Because the way how his song goes, uh, baby, it's you. And then here I come. I was like, oh, wait, that kind of... You know, it's only, but only looking back at it, I was like, wow, all of these different artists from that time are all like wrapped up in this one song. Yeah. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you who, would you, who would you say your top influences are? Well, I've always been a, I've always been a Drew Hill fan. Drew Hill is my number one. I don't know. There are a lot of great groups out there, but sitting at the top, uh, number one spot is Drew Hill. I love their harmonies. Their harmonies to me are so clean and so ridiculous. And what's interesting is like some of my favorite songs aren't even the popular songs. Mm. Um, it's like other songs on the, just because it, it showcases their vocal ability so well. Yeah. Right. So we know all the, you know, we know the tell me's, we know the five steps, you know, we know all those popular ones that they play on the radio. But there's some other songs in there where, where I do this thing where I also listen to the instrumentals, but I listen to it as it relates to what's going on in like the background. Yeah. Because um, there's a one particular song, What Do I Do With The Love, off of their second uh album as a group and i'm listening to like background vocals and when i tell you you know when you listen to people and you just say yo them boys singing yeah like them boys (laughs) them boys is singing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous so i've always yeah it's like yo like and it's like did you hear that Say, so it's calm, like whenever calm down, calm down. Hold on, wait, wait. What did, what did you just do right there? Like, how was that even okay? Like, who who allowed you to go that hard on that? Yeah, like that is not fair. Like, cause now you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay. But that's the stuff. That's the stuff that I enjoy. That, mm-hmm. that and that's like that's how you should be when you listen to music. And I know everybody listens to music differently, right? Yeah. And that's fine. But it's like all of these, all of these little nuances were necessary because from the guitar from the drum from the piano from to the background vocals 
they all played a part so well and they were so evenly uh, distributed throughout the song that it gave you a story, it gave you a beginning, a middle, and a conclusion. You know what I mean? And you were mm-hmm. there for the entire the entire ride. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's Absolutely. like it's like wow. And but yeah, um, boys to men, of course, um, they're up there too. Uh, in number second, in number two spot. People might argue with that. I don't care. You have now this your is, opinions. This is, your this is you asked me, but yeah. Um, as far as soloist, um, Usher, I like the way he has been able to maintain his gift because a lot of people, you you know, you can't you can't really they they've fallen off. You know, life happens, stuff like that. But he, I feel like, as an artist, he's been able to maintain his gift so well for so long that I think he would be singing phenomenally for years to come. Yeah. You know, whether we like the songs or not, the fact of the matter is his voice, his vocal quality will be the same, knock on wood. For, for, for you know, so he, he, I think he has already fit into that timeless music realm. Yeah. But I think even, even further down the road, I feel we will still be talking about Usher. You know, mm-hmm. I've, uh, Tank is an amus- uh, uh, amazing musician and vocalist as well. Uh, I haven't heard much from Brian McKnight, but these, so Brian McKnight's of the world, I feel like artists like that don't even have to do anything. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like they've, they've reached a point now, but they've set a standard. Yeah. They've set such a standard. And it's a, start, it's a standard that a lot of us try to, to reach or to maintain. Which is a good thing, you know. But um, but yeah, those are the guys that for me, um, mm-hmm. when that's when it comes about. to yeah, when it comes to male singers, uh, there's more. Mm, yeah. Um, but but we got five. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you know because when it comes to like, I try to find folks as well that I am close to, you know. So I'll never try to sing like a Brian McKnight. Maybe I can pull off a Usher on a on a real good day. But I try to stick with people. That's why Drew Hill is my biggest, because I feel like when it comes to my voice and my range, I think they're the closest. Mm-hmm. So anything I do would, would be with that mind frame. I'll still be me, but they were, they're like almost like the blueprint <laughs> of like, okay, I need to stay in between these lines. I can't go any higher. I got to stay right kind of, in moderation, <laughs> but this is where it can go, you know? Uh, yes, sir. So you mentioned it already. You touched on it in the beginning. But uh, uh, so how, how did you uh, originally find New Artist Spotlight? I know that's a, uh, everybody has a different different way that they actually uh, yeah. connected. Uh, it was an Elion Melody. I met him, I want to call it two or three years ago. And you know, I started following his music. I noticed that we we go to the same studio to record our music. Mm-hmm. And when I started following him on Spotify and looking up his work, I noticed, you know, this, you know, new artist spotlight keep popping up frequently. And I've always wanted to ask, but I was like, yeah. But for some reason this year, 
it stood out a lot for whatever reason. So then I decided to act. I was like, hey, I noticed that you do a lot with the New Artist Spotlight. Tell me a little bit about it. Such and such. How do I get set up? And he just, you know, point me in the right direction. I and it was history from there. I just like, okay. And I looked into everything. I, I see what you guys were about. And I was like, oh, cool. So then that's when I started. I want to say it was like, what? Uh, it was probably late May. Because um, my single was already out. Uh, it's uh, I'm Ready was already out before I joined. So it was probably late May, early June of this year that I started. Cool. Yeah. So uh, what are we what are we going to play today? Uh, got hit after hit after hit. What, what do you want? I to got play? so much. I don't know. You know what? I feel that just because we released a new song, could play that one. So we could play, play what now? What now? Let's play the new one. What now? Triggered. <laughs> what now? Triggered. This is this is not Janae Aiko. This is Kyle M. Watson. This is yes, yes. Tune in, please do the introduction. All right. So, like I said before, this is one of those songs where you've been with your significant other for a long time, and then all of a sudden they want to pull the plug, and then instead of saying WTF. <laughs> You ask them what now? Because you're feeling triggered. This is my next song. What now? Triggered. It's time to waste it. It's time to waste it. I 
Man, great song. You heard it here. Hopefully you didn't hear it here first. This, I've heard it twice today already. So I'm <laughs> listening to it in the shower. So listen, thank you for letting us play that. Uh, yes, of course. Really good song. Congratulations on the new release. Big thank things you, for you. that song. Got to be. Needs to be. Yes, needs to be. Needs to be. You are need. Not a want. Not a hope. It's a need. A need. Necessities. So let's make this happen. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right. So I know you're riding on the high from from from, from us just listening to that song, but now it's time to get serious. All it's right. time for the dreaded, the feared, the respected, new artist spotlight, quick fire five. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> now, nah, we've done this one time before. We're not going to talk about the results because it doesn't count. Mm, but nope. the rules are five questions, no more than 15 seconds per question, no more than 15 seconds per question, no more than 15 seconds per question. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to start. Okay. What is your favorite song off the North Spotlight playlist? Right now, it would have to be Cloud 11 by Elion Melody. It's, it's, it's fairly new. It's fairly new, and your answer is different than last time, which I'm not going to complain about, and that, that'll just be a secret, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your favorite song of all time? Favorite song of all time would have to be Five Steps by Drew Hill. Yeah. And if you could have the same voice of any other artist on the planet, who would it be? Ooh, Pebo Bryson. Pebo Bryson. Uh, a gold. What song would you most likely play at your funeral? Uh, Seasons, a gospel song by Donna Lawrence. And final question is, you could spend a day with one other artist from Northern Spotlight. Who would it be? Who would it be? Yeah. Well, you. Why not? Hey, <laughs> I, I won this time. <laughs> what? what there, you there you go. I won this there, time. there you go. There you bonus, go. Bonus question then. If you could spend okay. a day with, with one artist from throughout history, living or dead, who would it be? Luther Vandross, man. Yeah. I've always wanted to meet him, actually, whether it be a concert, uh, but I never got that chance. Yeah. Leo, this has been a good conversation, man. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't get to touch on the, uh, the, you know, the choir days and the, um, and then that's you know, that's but, that's you know, good conversation anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't already know, tell them where they can find you on socials, where they can find you on streaming. So um, I'm on all streaming platforms. I'm on Spotify, obviously, Apple Music, Amazon, uh, Tidal, all of of the streaming platforms. Um, You can catch me on Instagram. I am Kyle Watson. Uh, You can catch me on Twitter. I am Kyle Watson, I keep it same, I, simple, real easy. And you can catch me on TikTok too. I might not be doing much on there, but I'm on there. So you can stop by and say hi. <laughs> Sweet. 
Well, like I said, it's been a great chat. Uh, yeah. Definitely got to. Likewise. Definitely got to do it again. But uh, I just want to send out a big thank you to everybody that has been helping and supporting the Noir Spotlight community. As you hear, we have so much great things going on here. Thursday picks, uh, top 20 countdown. Yeah. Uh, man, everything that we everything that we do from social media, helping each other promote the I want my NAS yep. hashtag, all those things um, that we are doing to help other artists grow and develop. So everybody that is getting us on radio, everybody that is doing write-ups on us, everything that yep. goes into it that doesn't have to be done, but it's still being done. We appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Peace. New, new, new artist spotlight.